Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Dr. Jackie Nolke, and you can find her at GratefulAds.com, GratefulAds.com, kind of like the Grateful Dead, if you remember that from the 80s bands, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan. So Dr. Jackie Nolke helps entrepreneurs and naturopathic doctors start, grow, and scale their online courses, services, and memberships so they can have the freedom they crave. That's what we all want, Startup Nation. We want freedom. So Dr. Jackie, she's a digital marketing strategist who became an entrepreneur as a way out from suffering agoraphobia. Entrepreneurship helped her overcome anxiety almost completely. I'm looking forward to diving into that a little bit because I know Startup Nation, many of you wrestle with anxiety and you don't know where to put it, to take it, to get rid of it. You don't know how. You just think it's part of life and you just need to cope with Mm -hmm. it and learn to manage it. I am a personal fan of not just talking about your problems and learning to cope with them, but actually getting rid of your problems. That's what I do in my coaching practice. So Dr. Jackie, welcome to your first 100K top 100 podcast on iTunes in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro really quickly, would you? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, this is right up my alley, talking to people who are trying to reach their first 100K. I totally get it. I was, um, I've been in entrepreneurship for almost seven years now, and I was not an overnight success by any means. Um, again, like as you mentioned, I got into it because I was suffering from agoraphobia, which a lot of people think is when you won't leave your house. That's not exactly what my um, mine was. It was where I was always looking for exits, super high anxiety, almost to the point of panic attacks constantly all day, that kind of thing. I was a teacher at the time and I had to, basically I quit my teaching job because my anxiety had gotten so bad to where I couldn't go to work. So I started my first business at that point, which was in the personal development space as a way for me to kind of go on my journey and take people with me on this personal development um, journey. And it was through that and entrepreneurship that I was able to heal. I mean, it was not an overnight thing by any means. I don't want to, you know, make or have people think that you could just snap your fingers and, and it goes away. It was a lot of work and I still do the work, but through entrepreneurship, I was able to heal. And it took me on this journey of now owning three different businesses and love it. But that's how I got here. That's so cool. Awesome. You just brought something to light for me personally. I used to have that fear uh, around public speaking and I would look for exits. 
how do I get out of here? I don't want to talk. Oh my gosh. Especially in networking groups when they went around and everybody pop up and do your introduction. I literally was looking for an exit and I didn't know it had a name. That is so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it was just anywhere. Like, I mean, literally even like if I was at the movies, if I was at, in a car, if I was, you know, in teaching in my classroom, I was constantly in such a, a state of fear and panic that I was just trying to get out. So there was never really a place of just being, of just being comfortable. Like I was always in this heightened state, um, which as you can imagine, was really detrimental to my productivity, to being able to just enjoy life, like do things with my friends, my husband, all those kind of things. So um, something drastic needed to happen. And I think it was kind of hitting that rock bottom that that transformed me because that made me, you know, really reach out and say, okay, I'm going to have to do things that I haven't done before. Because before I had never really gotten into meditation. I didn't journal. I didn't have a gratitude practice. All these things I have now uh, that definitely helped me on my day-to-day just, you know, feel great. And I didn't have that stuff before, but it took a while and I got a therapist and all these things, but, um, definitely if anyone out there is struggling with, you know, anxiety, know that there is help out there, reach out and, um, yeah, just start diving in and working on it. That's so cool. So share something personal about you Mm -hmm. right now that very few people in your business life actually know. Yeah. So when I was in high school, so now I have a master's degree, a doctorate degree, all these things, right. And it sounds all wonderful and great or whatever. But when I was in high school, I was actually always thought of myself as kind of the dumb one. And my brother was, you know, my brother was very, um, very good at math, very good at, um, school basically. And I just wasn't focused because I always felt like I was a dumb one. And my, actually my senior year, our physics teacher, me and my best friend sat next to each other and he would actually make fun of us every day. He would give the honors homework and he would then ask us if we got that as a joke. And so he was making fun of our intelligence basically in front of the whole class every single day. Uh, so I never felt really, um, yeah, like the smart one, like I could do big things, like any of that. Like I didn't think that in high school, didn't even think that really in undergrad, didn't apply myself, that kind of thing. And it wasn't until I became a teacher and then decided to get my master's that I really found, you know, I started, I fell in love with school and that changed my entire life. It changed the way I thought about myself. Um, it changed my confidence and all of that. So I don't tell that story a lot, but yeah, it was pretty, um, pretty interesting to come from, you know, not really having very high, um, goals of achievement to, you know, getting a doctorate degree and owning three businesses. So I think that if, you know, some people out there might be doubting themselves, don't listen to the naysayers, keep going. Thank you for saying that, Jackie. Uh, I think it's so valuable what we allow. Uh, it's so valuable and so important, um, that we guard what we allow to be put into our identity. Really what I mean by that is to what we allow others to speak into our identity. You're not good enough. You're not intelligent. You're stupid. You're never going to amount to anything. And many times as parents, we're doing this to our kids because our parents did it to us and we're not realizing the long-term effect. So I, I am a huge fan of guarding that and don't be uh, uh, startup nation. Don't let anyone speak lies into you, into your identity. Don't allow it. Guard that. That is the one thing you must protect because it will determine your whole life, the lies you believe or the truth you believe. Would you add anything to that, Jackie? Yeah. I mean, I love that because that is true. Like I took what other people would think about me and make it 
reality, fate when it was, should have been the opposite. If I would have just, you know, had belief in myself, I wouldn't have been in that pattern. Um, and it took years, literally years to, um, to let that go. So I think if you're empowered to know, you know, and now I just brush it off anything that anyone's going to say about me, I've learned to really let go of the fear of judgment, um, which has been a huge process for me. Not easy. I still work on it, but, um, really committing to letting that fear of judgment go, I think is huge for entrepreneurs because that holds entrepreneurs back. All the, I see it all the time, all the time. I agree. I mean, if you're going to go out there and do something big and different, you're going to be judged because people are not going to get it at first. They're just not until you do it and then show them what you've done. Then they go, Oh, I get it. And here's my credit card. Like it's really a cool experience. Yeah. Right? All right. Awesome. Well, Jackie, even, let's, okay. let's go into the business side uh, of, of your story. Okay. Thank you for sharing the personal, because I always like to humanize entrepreneurship. Sometimes we think it's all business and it's not relationships, but it is all relationships starting with ourselves, Right. And mm -hmm. we really want to get okay. clear about that. So thank you for, for just honoring us with your transparency um, and allowing us to see you don't have it all figured out yourself, right? You're, you're a work in progress, as they say. So let's get into mm -hmm. what you are an expert in. And you help, right, entrepreneurs that are listening right now start, grow, and scale online courses, services, memberships. And you do it through ads, advertising. And you built an entire yes. advertising agency around this called Grateful Ads. I would like you to give us your top three tips or strategies that Startup Nation can write down right now and execute, implement into their business this week to get real results. It doesn't have to be massive results but enough to, to really just move the needle on their revenue. Because many people, as we know right now in pandemic times, they're barely scraping by. And just moving the needle a little, bringing in just a little more income can mean a huge difference for, the, for their family, for their children. So what are your top three tips and strategies um, on a shoestring budget that Startup Nation can do right now in their business, whether they're a coach or um, a brick and mortar? What do you got for them? Yeah, great question. So the first thing is I highly suggest anyone when they're starting with ads, if you have a limited budget, that's totally fine. Start with video view ads. So you're going to want to run video view ads where you're giving away really good content. So you're teaching something through video on your ads. You're getting people into your ecosystem, as we like to say, or your world, because you're showing up, you're teaching them something. They're starting to recognize your face. And what we actually like to do is run a series of three different ads where the first ad, if someone has seen 25% of it, if they've watched 25% of it, they get the second ad. If they've watched 25% of the second ad, they get the third ad. And you can do all this for about five to $10 a day. So it's super low budget for um, as far as advertising is concerned, but you're, what you're doing is you're starting to become omnipresent to your audience and people are seeing you, they, you're starting to look like a really big deal because we're able to uh, target those people based on how much they've watched your ad. So you can set that up five, $10 a day. Great way to build an audience. Um, you also can, this is a video view ad, so you won't necessarily have a button that's taking them to your website, but you can set, you could always say, you know, drop a line and we'll send you uh, a PDF or something like that. And then you can message them to the landing page and have them and do like paying for leashing, which is, yeah. Awesome. So, um, and then the second thing I would say is of course, um, make sure that you have your pixel on your website. So this is 
kind of, you know, basic, but a lot of times people don't have their pixel on their website. Even if you are not running ads, you want to have that so you can track. Now there have been updates with the iOS update. I don't know if people, if you guys have heard of this, but it has changed the way advertising works. But at the same time, you're still going to be able to track a big portion of your traffic. And this is the easiest, cheapest way to start growing what I call a secret list, meaning you don't actually have their name and email, but you're able to retarget them. So even if you don't want to run ads right now to be growing that list, you can target up to the past 180 days, you're able to grow that secret list. And the third thing so just is to, when you let, let me jump yeah. in there. Let me let me yeah. pause you there for a second. So first off, I want to back up a little bit because I'm a guess there's one or two people in my audience that don't know what a pixel is. So that was right. like mm -hmm. you speaking a different language to them, right? So That's explain it. what a pixel is, uh, why it's important, and then uh, continue with what your thought process was there. Cool. Thank you. So a pixel is just a little bit of code that you put on your website that Facebook creates. And so that code, when you land on the website, it sends back information to Facebook. So if, so, if you have that on your website, it's sending your inf the information of your website visitors back to Facebook. So they have that data. So you're able to then retarget those people in ads in the future. And retargeting ads are super cheap. <laughs> So that's the thing. You can run retargeting ads for a dollar a day, even depending on how much website traffic you're getting. But for let's just say you have, you know, a couple hundred visitors a day or less, run it for a dollar a day to retarget people who have come to your website. What are those ads like? Basically, they're just reminding people, hey, we're here. We know you're interested. Come back. So anytime, and I'm sure most of the, the people listening, you've all experienced this, right? You've gone to a website and all of a sudden you're seeing their ads in your newsfeed. Well, those are retargeting ads. They're retargeting you based on that pixel data, that code that was put on your website. So that's how that works. And it's amazing because it gets super high convergence because people are already interested in what you have. You're just reminding them and giving them that little push to take the action. So how did you, what, tell me more about the secret list. I'm not sure I got that part. Yeah. So I call it a secret list because you don't, we don't actually have their name and email, right. As, comp as compared to your email list, but Facebook does have that data. So you're able to re to retarget these people. So um, all the people that have visited your website. So that's why I call it a secret list because these individuals will get those retargeting ads, even though you don't know their name, you don't know their email. There's still people that you can market to um, very specifically from what the action they've taken on your website. So that's kind of how I refer to that. Okay. Got that. That makes more sense now. All right. What's your third top tip or strategy for startup nation? Yeah. My third tip is to test. So a lot of times people think they might throw an ad up and they're like, Facebook ads don't work. This sucks. It's a, it's a um, waste of my money, this kind of thing. But the truth is advertising does take testing. So don't give up, right? Just because you have one ad and it flops. That is totally normal. We, we do thousands of ads and I will tell you very rarely do we, do we hit it out of the park first ad in the, in the four campaign. So we're constantly testing. You need to test your um, copy, the words above your ad, the creative, the image or your video, the actual hook. So um, what is it? What's the action you want people to take and why? Why does this matter to them? You need to test these different things out till you get one that really hits it out of the park. So yeah, definitely that's important to not give up because um, you throw up one ad and it doesn't bring you millions of dollars. Um, yeah, test, 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 and you'll find one, you'll find the ads that work. 
Thank you for sharing that. Like that's so valuable. And I know I've done Facebook ads myself and I have made some of your top three mistakes. Uh, run us through your top three <laughs> mistakes that entrepreneurs make with Facebook and Instagram ads. You alluded to one or two there, but give us the three, would you? Yeah, for sure. So one is in business, we always learn, or you've probably all been told a lot about how you should have one avatar. Well, in advertising, we say this a little bit different. We want to test usually about three different avatars, uh, three different personas for our ads, because um, there might be slight differences in how you're targeting and how people might react. So for example, if you're if your business, your coaching business is for mom business owners, right? Well, there's actually different personas within that. So, you know, how old are their kids? Are their kids homeschooling? Do their kids go to school? Um, are they married? Are they single moms? So there's these different things within that, that we want to test because sometimes what we think will be the winning targeting that people are going to just go crazy over. It might be a little different than you actually thought. And that's, what's beautiful about Facebook ads is we use data to tell us all that. Right. So, I mean, we're getting clear data on how many, the click-through rates, the, um, how many people are actually going to the landing page, um, all that, how many people are adding to cart, all that kind of stuff to let us know which persona really works the best. So that's my first, um, thing that I think people, the first mistake, the second mistake I would say are that people don't play around enough with the creative. They either make it all look super over-professional or, or, or too casual. And the thing is, is we kind of need both of them. So sometimes, you know, you just walking down the street with your cell phone, um, shooting a video that hits it out of the park, super casual, doesn't look like an ad, looks like something could just be in your feed. Maybe it's a picture with you and your kids um, that doesn't really have to do exactly with what the ad was about. Sometimes those do amazing and you would never think that. Um, or sometimes, you know, a highly produced video does amazing. The thing is you need to switch it up and you need to test all of them. Again, when I go back to the testing, I mean, that's so many um, entrepreneurs when they're starting out with their ads, they don't do the testing. They're not playing around with it enough. They're not, they're not refreshing their, their creative, the actual images or the videos enough. Um, and so their ads, even if their ads are successful, they stall. So they're not going to continue to get the same success. And then the third mistake I would have to say are, is that um, a lot of times entrepreneurs don't, they want to make decisions based on emotions when it comes to their ads. So they'll have an ad up and they've spent, you know, a couple hundred dollars, haven't gotten results yet or the, the desired result. And so they want to kill the ad, but you have to look at the data. So maybe let's say this is a $400 program that you're selling and you spent 200. Well, probably haven't spent enough yet one. And then also look like, where is the hole in this funnel? Like if they're, you know, what's the click-through rate? Are people stopping and engaging in the ad? Then it's probably not the ad. It might, it's probably your landing page or sales page. So being able to look at the data to make this informed decisions instead of making decisions based on emotions when it comes to your advertising, because then you're going to be able to see the, where the hole is in your funnel and you can adjust that, right? Based on data instead of based on emotions. So those are the three mistakes. Thank you for that, Jackie. So Startup Nation, some of what Jackie is speaking right now may sound really difficult, uh, very data focused, and maybe you're not wired that way. Maybe that really scares you. That feels heavy. That feels overwhelming to you. That's okay. There's people like Jackie in the world that you can sub that work out to, you can outsource to, right? You can't go it alone. Don't do the lone wolf approach to entrepreneurship. Trust me, it is very lonely when you get to the top. I've been there. 
and it's not a place you want to go. So make sure you're inviting people who have different strengths than you and hire, hire this out. Now, Jackie, what I really like about your story and Startup Nation doesn't know this yet is that, and we were speaking offline before we got into the show, is even though you have this advertising agency and you're helping all your clients achieve success through ads, you're also decided to start another company and do it again yourself. Um, and you have an online store with physical products and drops, drop shipping model you're using, and you're, you're knocking it out of the park with this, using your own ads approach. Tell us really quickly um, how you got that company up and running, how long it's been running, what revenue you just hit. Yeah, so we launched, it's called the CEO store, and it's a online store for women entrepreneurs. And we launched it in, on Black Friday. So Black Friday weekend. So that was just a couple months ago. So not very long ago. Um, we, so what we did was we hit lead generation hard right off the bat. So meaning that we were growing our email list. So what we came up with was a, actually a download that's um, how to, it's about creating a seven figure course, online course. And so we used all our knowledge of helping other entrepreneurs, you know, get, have seven figure courses and beyond through our ad agency. We use that knowledge to create this planner. And so we ran ads for that. We were getting leads for 60 cents, which is insane in the B2B space. Um, so we were getting leads super cheap. And then we were hitting email marketing really hard through those leads and then also retargeting those leads and sending them back to our store. But um, we have crossed over 50 K and and um, it's only been a couple months and this is our, our side gig. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's worked out beautifully. It honestly, to be completely transparent, I didn't even have the expectation for it to be as, um, as successful as it has been. But um, as we we're talking earlier, we do have an advantage because we know advertising. And so we didn't have to go through kind of the pain, the growing pains of mm. learning how to promote. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been wild. It's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that story. Um, I think that's inspiring to hear you're, you're, you're not only teaching others, but you're actively outdoing it yourself to stay very relevant with your client base. I think that's a very a wise thing to do. So Startup Nation, we've been speaking with Dr. Jackie Nolke. Uh, she runs GratefulAds.com, GratefulAds.com. And she dropped, and I hope you took notes, and I'm just going to recap it for you, um, just for you to fill in some of those notes that you missed or replay the show, replay this episode. Anytime you miss something, go back play it slowly, really get the concept so that you can apply it into your life, into your business. So Jackie's top three mistakes entrepreneurs make with Facebook and Instagram ads are these. Mistake number one, they don't prove their offer first. Does this offer sell organically? If so, is it a good, if it does, your offer now is a good offer for ads. So really test it organically. I remember I was at the coffee shop today, this morning, and I was testing a new uh, pitch for one of my coaching products. And I, I tested it out on my target audience, a guy who I know there. Uh, he's right in the age group. He fits my criteria, et cetera. And I say, hey, what do you think about this? And he's like, eh, it doesn't really land. And then I was like, how about this? And he goes, ooh, now I want to know more about that. That's a hook. And I was like, awesome, right? So I tested it organically before I'm going to put it up there publicly, right? So that's an example. And then uh, mistake number two, Dr. Jackie says, is uh, entrepreneurs don't commit to testing, right? She mentioned that she's pushing that hard. Successful ads are all about finding what works using data. Testing is critical, she says. 
So make sure you're testing. Again, if you don't enjoy the testing part of it, I know I don't. My hand goes up for that. Like tap me out. I don't want to test things. Man, find someone like Jackie uh, to really help you with that. And then mistake number three, entrepreneurs aren't patient enough. It takes time for the algorithm to optimize ads. Too often people give up or change something before the magic happens. How regretful is that? What if you were like inches away? And, and, exactly. and I look back, listen, Jackie, I'm telling you, I'm looking back on my own uh, Facebook ads campaigns and I'm like, I bet you I was inches away. I bet you. And maybe it was two feet, but man, I, I was impatient. I'm like, this crap doesn't work. I'm out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it wasn't, it didn't work. It wasn't, I wasn't the right guy to be running it. I didn't have the patience for it. I didn't have the expertise for it. And frankly, it was painful to me. That was an enjoyable process. So Startup Nation, I just wanted to get real about what's real there uh, with you. What Jackie's teaching is very, very practical. It's very powerful. It can literally be the game changer for your business, but you don't have to learn it all. Now, maybe you're on the other side and you're sitting there and man, everything Jackie's saying, you're like, yeah, I'm tracking with this. I got it. I've been running my campaigns. I'm just not getting past that one thing. What's the thing? And then Jackie gave you that golden nugget that you're going to go and turn that one dial today in your business. And you're going to experience awesome, amazing results that you've been chasing. Dr. Jackie, um, we're going to head and in, uh, into my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. We're going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? I am so ready. Let's do it. All right. And also Startup Nation, I want to just acknowledge we've had some delays um, here uh, in our video chat. Uh, so there's some parts of, of our interview that can be a little broken up because there was a delay with the Wi-Fi where Jackie's uh, recording from. So, you know, hey, be patient with us. Not every show is going to be, you know, audio perfection. Okay. Just deal with it. Really get the, get the nuggets, get the quality here. Jackie, what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur, being out on your own third business? Challenges. I am not one that likes things to be boring. So every day I face some sort of challenge, I would say. And so I actually like that. I like being kept on my toes for sure. That's cool. I think I'm the opposite. I like to put processes and systems in place so that I never have to experience challenges again. <laughs> All right. What is your least favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Oh, I would say difficult conversations with partners and employees. Mm. Can I ask you a real, real, real question? Mm-hmm. If it was up to you, would you rather business be just about processes and systems, but not people? Like if you didn't have to deal with the people part of it? That's a really great question. Um, no, as far as I love, I'm a very, I'm a people person. So I like the people aspect, especially developing relationships with clients, things like that. As long as it's, um, as long as it's all, all groovy, you know what I mean? But when it come, becomes difficult, when there's tension, I'll admit, I don't like that part. So if there, if I could avoid all that, I totally would, but I know that's part of business and I can't, so I have to do it. I'm with you. I, I don't like the conflict, the, the <laughs> conflict part. What are you most afraid of? Failure. Okay. Got it. Definitely. Yeah. Is that also your fuel, your fire that keeps you going? Yes, absolutely. I don't know if you're, um, if you are aware of the Enneagram at all, but I'm an Enneagram three. So um, success is of utmost importance to me. And that doesn't, for me, it's not necessarily financial because I mean, I live in the, in the mountains. I live in a beautiful place. Like my wealth is all around me. Right. Um, but it's, it's being able to hit goals that I have. It's being able to um, share about those successes. That's what drives me. Um, so yeah, failure is definitely a fear of mine. But yeah. I feel the fear and do it anyways, for sure. <laughs> Is there a goal out there that you've been chasing for a while now and it just seems elusive? You just can't get it yet? 
You know, that is a really good question. Um, I really want to hit uh, 5 million a year um, and not there yet. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that would be, that's my big goal right now. So yeah. And it does seem like I've been chasing it for about two years. So yeah, I'm still, I'm still in hustle mode, still trying to get there for sure. Yeah. I got that. Listen to, to hit eight figures, nine figure businesses. I mean, typically it takes minimum three to five years minimum. And that's if you're in the 1% club, right. And you actually achieve it. So mm-hmm. you're doing just fine, girl. You're doing just fine. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Oh, that is a great question too. All these are great questions. Um, I kind of run a top 100 podcast, so I better have great questions, right? (laughs) Right. I would say not having systems in place and so doing busy work. So um, we do have, when I say we don't have systems, we obviously have um, some systems in place and processes and SOPs and all of that. But there's also a way, sometimes we don't go by them when we should. And we, instead of looking at all our um, project management tool, we are doing our own kind of squirrel brain activities, which was kind of very unfocused where you're just kind of doing whatever. I definitely say that's something that I struggle with is not always being as productive and making the best use of my time. Got it. Thank you. And let's just segue in that struggle. Um, we're all struggling with something in our personal lives. If you're willing to share, what are you currently struggling with right now? Yeah, for me, because I'm so into my work, it's uh, taking care of my body, my health, be, you know, exercising, these kind of things I put on the back burner. And to be fully transparent, I've been saying this for two years, that I was going to, this is going to be the year that I stopped putting all that on the back burner. And it's still not happening, to be honest. So that is something I definitely need to make a priority. I turned 40 this year, and I know I need to start making my health a priority. Um, but I haven't really gotten there yet. So full transparency. Yeah. I appreciate that. I know uh, a lot of hands just went up in my audience. Like, uh, me too. Darn new year's resolutions. What secret fear do you have about people? (laughs) What secret fear do you have about people? My secret fear is that I, yeah, it's that I will disappoint them. Hmm. So if they feel that, yeah, my biggest fear is that I, with people is that I'm afraid I'm going to disappoint them. I really still am in the, I want people to succeed really bad, obviously. And I want them to feel like what I do empowers them to succeed. So I get very fearful that they are disappointed by my work work in any way, that kind of thing. Cause I really aim to, to please. Yeah, I get that. So what I'm hearing you say is you're a people pleaser. And when you don't please people that really hits you, like you, t- you can take that personally. Is that accurate? Yeah. And it's definitely something I'm working on because <laughs> I know I it could be, it can be toxic to be a, um, a people pleaser in business for sure. So that is something I'm actively working on and I have gotten a lot better about it, but it is uh, again, work in progress. Got it. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Yeah. So this kind of piggybacks on the people pleasing, but I would say we kind of hit on it earlier, but to really work on the fear of judgment. So right now I am still <laughs> heavily concerned about my clients, you know, how they look at me for sure. But 
in the beginning, I was worried about everyone, like, you know, Joe from high school, like whoever, you know what I mean? What they might think of my business. Now I don't care about any of that anymore, which is awesome. But it was a, it was, it took work. I had to really let that go. Uh, so yeah, I wish I learned sooner how to let go of that fear of judgment for people who aren't even your ideal client. So it doesn't make any sense to have these people dictating what you do in your business, but I did that for, um, yeah, learning to let that go. Okay. Got it. All right, Jackie, what's a new question, uh, a new habit that you want to form, you want to create in your life? Definitely exercising more um, and cutting out gluten. <laughs> okay, got it. And that was my next question. What's a bad habit you want to break? Bad habit is gluten. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Confident, motivated, and grateful. I like it. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business. Terrified unorganized, but hopeful. Terrified, unorganized, but hopeful. Sounds like a good name for a podcast, doesn't it? So many people can relate to that. And last question, Jackie, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family, your friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? I would say to find time in your day, every single day to have a gratitude practice. Um, what I do is I pick a number every single day day when I see that number I go into a little gratitude prayer and it's trans so BC uh, startup nation zoom throws that up a little uh, what Jackie just said I'll complete that there um, is that she picks a number every single day just a random number and every time she sees that number she immediately goes into a uh, gratitude uh, which has been very transformative for her life is that correct Jackie Yes. And I apologize for the bad internet, everyone. Um, so sorry for that. No worries. This thing's outside of our control. We just need to surrender, right? That's what we're all doing here. And um, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first $100,000 this year? Yeah. Don't wait to take action. Start showing up, showing up big, sharing your message. And don't wait. Whatever that is that you are putting on the back burner that's going to move your business forward, go for it. All right. You, you heard it from Dr. Jackie Nolke. Dr. Jackie, where can uh, Startup Nation get in touch with you? What do you got for them? Yeah, you can always go to on all social, Dr. Jackie Nolke, um, and hit me up if you have any questions about anxiety, anything like that. I'm happy to support you. If you're interested in ads, go to gratefuladds.com. And then you can always shop at the CEO store as well. So lots of different ways. So that is sheeostore.com. Okay. And we'll put those links yes. in the show notes there. Dr. Jackie, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Have a blessed day. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We gotta get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.